Hey y'all, let's talk about making your week a whole lot easier with Factor. Picture this, gourmet meals, dietitian approved, delivered straight to your door. No fuss, no hassle, just deliciousness waiting for you. Whether you're keto, calorie smart, vegan, or anything in between, Factor has over 35 options a week to choose from. And the best part is they're ready to eat in just minutes. But it's not just meals. Think snacks, smoothies, and all the good stuff in between. Plus, it's budget-friendly, way cheaper than your typical takeout, and way healthier too. Let's just say Factor gets you. It's perfect for our busy lives, offering flexibility with 6 to 18 meals a week. And don't worry, if you need a pause or reschedule, they got you. And let's talk about cleanup. With Factor, there's none. Meals come ready to heat and eat. So say goodbye to cooking and cleaning. So ready to simplify your life? Well, go ahead and head to factormeals.com slash blackgirlflow50 and use our code blackgirlflow50 to get 50% off. That's code blackgirlflow50 at factormeals.com slash blackgirlflow50 to get 50% off. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. On today's episode, we're joined by Victoria Sanders, popularly known as Vic Styles. She is a multifaceted entrepreneur that has turned her creative passions into a full-time blogging career that inspires. Styles' platform is a snapshot into her world, becoming a go-to destination for all things in fashion, beauty, wellness, and travel. With over 10 years of experience as an influencer, Vic has worked with brands such as CVS, Estee Lauder, Shea Moisture, Adidas, Kohl's, Ulta Beauty, and many more. A self-proclaimed freelance life liver, Vic's honest and relatable approach to independence, authenticity, and self-care motivates her audience to become the architects of their existence and to design the lives they want to live every single day. CEO of cannabis media company, Black Girl Smoke, and cannabis flower company, Good Day Floor, Vic is a budding mogul in the cannabis industry. She is amplifying the voices of Black women in cannabis culture. You've seen her name and face before on media outlets like Forbes, Essence, Paper Magazine, InStyle, Refinery29, Teen Vogue, 2190, Vogue.com, and Women's Wear Daily. Vic shares with us tips to live a life centered around holistic wellness and how she's creating space for Black women to understand how cannabis can be a part of your wellness journey. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. Y'all, we are in Pisces season. We are feeling the vibes. We are honestly like almost done with Q1 of 2021. I mean, yeah, 2022. Why did I almost forget the year that we're in? Because it's all a blur, bruh. <laughs> I was like, am, are we still in 2021 or 2022? Today we have a super duper special guest that is near and dear to both me and Lex's heart. Vic Styles is in the building. 
please give a warm welcome to Vic Styles. If you're in your car, just clap. Give give her a <laughs> <laughs> give her her flowers. That's give all we have to flowers. say. How are you Hi. doing today, Vic? I'm doing amazing. How are you? Oh, we're doing good. We're happy to have you here and to share, you know, your expertise, your perspective with the Black Girl Flow community. And, you know, we like to actually kick off episodes with this thing called a pulse check. So pulse checks are a way for us to tune in with ourselves and figure out, you know, what space are we in mentally, emotionally, physically? So I'm going to kick us off and show us how we're done. And once we're done with that, then Lex will introduce the conversation. So my late February-ish, almost March, if you follow us on Instagram, you know that me and Lex just dropped a bomb on y'all and we announced that we are going to be moving in together. So that's kind of like, I don't know, the highlight so far of my entire year, of my entire life. Like I get to be in proximity to my best friend slash co-host and lover. <laughs> Maybe not the she, lover, Yeah, she claimed, she called me this morning and she was like, I can't wait till we get our little donkey together. And I was like, yo, I was like, what? What? Are you having a conversation with somebody that I'm not aware of? I was like, yeah. you haven't even moved in yet and you already visioning our life. And I was like, I was like, oh, good Lord. I was like, I don't know. This is definitely going to be an adventure, but I'm so here for it. Like. It's called manifestation. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's exactly um, it, though. That's exactly I, it. But yeah. big, let me be clear. I manifested this because it's been six months. I bought my house back in November. And I just slowly been telling Liv, I'm like, yo, like, like, what if you just move in with me? Like, come on, it's here. It's here. And I was like, no pressure, no nothing. And I was all the way from North Carolina sending all the, I was calling her in my meditations. I was like, let Liv be in this space with me. So don't get it twisted. I manifested that for us right there. I feel like you know the love is real when an Aquarius wants you to be in your like in their space. And so yeah. I'm right. Are you an Aquarius? I'm an Aquarius too. Oh, wait. How did yeah. I not how did I not know that? Yeah. Yes. And it yes. is like we're very independent. We do not like to share our space, our time, our energy with others. And so you're right, Liv, when an Aquarius is like, yo, I want you to be around me all the time. That's it's a big deal. Right. It is, it is like, I'm not taking this move lightly, y'all. So I don't know. I've got to like prepare and pack up my clothes this weekend, pack up all my books, my knickknacks, and to just like prepare to put all of my stuff near Lexi's and all that stuff. But yes, no, I'm like, but the thing is I'm a Capricorn. So I, I'm also super independent too. And I think that's why we work well together, but that's my pulse check. Vic, do you want to go next and share what's been going on in your life? How was your Valentine's Day? Like, how, how are you feeling? All those things. Yeah, before that, I have a podcast also. And my podcast partner is a Capricorn. And I'm an Aquarius also. <laughs> so that's really interesting. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, so the dynamic, you can, there's a certain dynamic I feel between Aquarius and Capricorn, especially in conversation and when generating ideas that I don't know other signs have. So it's really cool to see that you guys are are like that as well. Wow. You know, another, another podcast duo that we love that we feel is very Aquarius Capricorn energy is Ricky Thompson and his best oh, friend. Oh, we were talking about yeah. yeah. 
he, uh, him and his best friend are also an Aquarius and, and a Capricorn. And that we have very much always been like, we are literally the same energies, that same vibe that yeah. very, Liv and I are always like, we're very sun and moon. We, and we interchange who feels that, but we're very much like together. It feels full and our yeah. conversations feel full. So I love that. We're just, we're blessing people with the content, with the conversations. Exactly. Um, so my pulse check, man, honestly, I'm a grown up now. And like, I just like, I think in the past like month or two, I just really have started realizing, oh shit, I'm a grown up. Mm. And all of the emotions and even like physical changes, all of the lifestyle changes that kind of come along with that. Like me shifting my mindset to, okay, this was cute and fun, but like you're an adult now and it's time to do adult things. Like think about purchasing a home and property and being a little bit more organized and refined. And that's where I am right now. Just just in this transition of you're no longer a young adult. You're actually like adult now. Yeah. That's real. It's like you're watching your own coming of age story. Yeah. And it's like stuff that I used to like call my parents for. It's like, you sound stupid calling them for this now. Like you need to figure, like you're 36, you need to figure this out on your own now. Uh, I had one of those moments the other day. I like was renewing my health insurance. This is like the silliest story, but it's so real. I was renewing my health insurance and I was trying to see if my dentist takes my, like my insurance. So I need to find a new dentist. And I really Googled like my, so my parents are in Texas. I'm in North Carolina. I Googled my childhood dentist because I would rather fly back to San Antonio to go <laughs> see my childhood dentist. I was like, do they take my insurance? Then try and find a new dentist here. I was like, I am doing everything in my power to not do the adult thing. I was like, and I called my mom. I was like, yo, next time you go, can you ask him if he takes my dental insurance? She was like, you need to find one in North Carolina. I was like, but he cleans my teeth. So I was like, I just trusted. I was like, and she's like, she basically checked me and was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then two, you need to find one in your own area. And I was like, whoa, you know, we just have those moments of tension with ourselves and it shows up in really interesting ways. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Lex, what's going on in your life? Hmm? Um, I'm having, I think Vic, I'm very much on the same wavelength, but I'm having like the reverse where I'm like, I'm a baby. Like I am, <laughs> like I'm a baby with big things, like a bit, I just keep getting this image of like, you know, when you were little, those like play houses, like you had the kitchen, you had mm -hmm. the pots and the pans, but it was like all tiny size. And you're just like, doing your thing and then you hand somebody a teacup and you're like you want to have a tea party with me like you know I made you juice like you're just kind of living in this imaginary thing but you don't know really in context what you're doing yeah. I feel like I'm in that right now like I so my my partner my boyfriend is five years older than me and so he just turned 30 and I just turned 25 and we had this really interesting exchange where I said a, I said a very uh, Gen Z zillennial term to him, and he sent me the Urban Dictionary definition because he didn't know what it was. And I just had this moment where I was like, "Oh, like I'm still so like entrenched in all of this." And it was funny because it's like that's what I love about my partnership is that like 
the way he sees me and the way we interact, I see more of myself. So it's like that he can reflect that back. So in a really tiny instance, he like reminded me, cause I've done a bit, lot of very adult things recently. The podcast community knows this. Like I bought a house, I've moved out. Like I'm starting my own Airbnb in business, like yeah. all this stuff. And so I felt like I've been doing all these adult things. And he just like, I saw in that reflection, the like, yo, you got time. Like you got time to do this evolve in your way and like, don't stop being you. Like don't stop. Don't feel like you have to play with the big kids. And I'm the youngest of four. So it really struck a nerve for me in this like reflection of just like, oh, like I've always felt like I had to play with the older kids. Like I've always felt like I had to be someplace and I couldn't just be where I am. So now I'm like, I'm gonna have a little tea party with my friends. Like now I'm starting to like embrace back in that time of just being like, I don't have to have it figured out right now. And so that's what I'm taking to your point, Liv, into Q2. <laughs> into the second half. <laughs> well, and Lexi's relationship is another Capricorn and Aquarius duo that we that we love. Oh wow. She loves she loves the Capricorns. That's I don't incredible. know. How do I love that? I know. <laughs> Yeah, it worked. What was the what was the word that you said? Oh, I said I like sent him a voice message and I was like, oh, I really shit something. Like I was talking about our relationship and I was like, oh my gosh, I just shit this. And he was like, shit. And I was like, yeah, like I really like our vibe together. Like I really, I really dig this. Like I admire our relationship. Wait, 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 wait. The word is what? Ship. Like S H I P, like a boat. <laughs> no, like a. <laughs> I will gladly explain this to you. Like no, a relationship. Like, like a relationship. So it's like you're seeing a combination of two people, and it's saying like that vibe. Like they're meant to be together. Like, yeah, like I love that for you. I shipped this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, we love. So, we're all learning together. <laughs> I yeah wait you didn't know either <laughs> no 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 I knew I knew. oh okay yeah I know but yeah. no I didn't know at all like I'm your boyfriend is five years older than you I'm 11 years older than you so I really have no fucking idea I'm like what is a ship <laughs> we will teach you all of the Gen Z terminology you are safe with us okay we'll thank send you, you. All <laughs> yes Yes. And he did exactly what you said. He was like, a cruise boat? I was like, no. I was like, no, bro. I was like, why would you think I'm rationally talking? I was like, in what context? I'm saying I like us like a boat. Like, we just out here in the water. I was like, a relationship. So it's like the the two just that, like, you, like, really dig their vibe. Like, even yeah. with Liv and I, you can be like, oh, I ship y'all's podcast. Like, yeah. I just admire it. Wow. Maybe, maybe we can make this, like, a segment on the show, Lexi, where we just, like, share a gen z term for everything <laughs> yeah for the old people we need it <laughs> I don't but, know. but sometimes oh it was funny too because he i said i started saying the like silly goofy mood like the little tiktok like saying or whatever and then he was like somebody at my job said silly goofy mood like i thought you said i thought you came up with that i was like i love that you're gonna give me credit but i was like no baby it, it is a social media trend and he was like man what is this matrix so maybe we do need to live but um y'all are so funny this is <laughs> wow this is so interesting
but Vic, you know that we've been huge fans of your platform for years. And so let me, please, like, I'm so ready to hop into this conversation of wellness and self-care and all of the things. Yeah, I think our our Black Girl Flow community is all about living all of their purposeful life in alignment. And Vic, not only are you one of those people, but you have always centered wellness in your journey. And I feel like, you know, you have this amazing career and people who have followed you in your journey know that everything from being a fashion stylist all the way to literally creating your influencer platform and now getting into some business adventures that uh, we're definitely going to talk about. But we really want to just jump into this conversation about when you're moving through that journey, how you've been able to continue to center wellness, how your evolution of wellness has taken place. And so we're really excited to showcase to our community, the Black Girl Flow community, just kind of how you journeyed through that and what that means because I know you are a clean beauty advocate, a fashion icon. So I think really we can just start the the conversation off of just like, can you share a little bit with us like how you understand your evolution and journey and relationship with wellness to kind of what it is to today? Because we're very big on it's not stagnant. So walk us through that a little bit. I mean, I think that the journey started or it starts for a lot of us, when we're really young, we don't even really know what wellness is, right? Like we don't even know that running outside is part of our wellness. And I think it's as we get older and we're doing more things that go against what is innately well, that's when we have to start carving out and cultivating a practice. Mm -hmm. And so it probably started in college, like mixing turmeric and honey and using it as a face mask, right? Or even Mm -hmm. like, I was very vocal about telling my lion sisters, like, I'm not going out. One New Year's, we went to Atlanta, and I was the only one who was like, I'm staying in because my mental health really can't deal with being out at a club taking shots right now. (laughs) And as I evolve in life and I'm placed in different situations, it forces me to redefine what wellness is. So when I was working as a stylist, wellness looked very different than me being an influencer. Now that I'm transitioning into a CEO, that looks very different because I'm surrounded by different peoples. I'm doing people, I'm doing different things with my body and my mind and my spirit. And I think that at the root of it all is feeling well. I know that sounds so silly, but like what makes me feel well and good may not make you feel well and good. And so I think just tapping back into yourself and spending time with self and really knowing like, this does make me feel good. This thing doesn't. Let me try to find a way to do more of the things that make me feel good and less of the things that make me feel bad. Yeah, I think it takes a certain level of introspection, especially in the college years where you've got to like, where you do have like those influence influences around you. You know, like you've got your friends that want you to go out and you've got, you know, they're, they're, they're things pulling you in different directions. So the fact that you were able to kind of like, follow your intuition and be like, "Mm, maybe I should just stay in because the times, let me tell y'all something, the times that I force myself, like when you force yourself to go out, when you don't want to, that's when everything goes awry. Literally, probably a couple weeks ago, my friend had begged me to go out with her. She was like, please, 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 please. Tell me why that was the, the day that a white girl decided to throw her a drink on me for she was aiming at her friend and completely what? and I'm like I should have stayed my behind because <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? it's, it's, it's in those moments where it's like you've got to listen to your intuition and I think listening to your intuition is a part of 
being well. Absolutely. One thing I think we, oh, go ahead, Lexi. Well, I was just going to say, I would like, I'd really love to hear to the connection to, I think that, that, that question that you said, Vic, of just like this very simple, am I well, like going back to myself. That is, in my perspective, a radical act for a Black woman to prioritize and center herself and then really think about what's actually helping me grow. Like, what's actually helping, what's what's in my soil? Like, Liv and I, at the very start of our podcast, talked about, like, what's in our garden? Like, what are we tending yeah. to? What what's, what's actually fruitful in our life? So I really love, too, to hear about, like, the nuances of, like, how that process has either been really sticky or crunchy or really life-giving at times when you add that level of complexity to it. Because it's like a honey and turmeric scrub does something different on that melanin you know what I mean like you know this is not just some this is not just some exfoliation like this is this is like an act of resistance in a way too yeah yeah I think um you know I honestly think that wellness is a little bit of a privilege even like having the energy and the mental framework to think about what makes us well because so much of us so many of us speaking about Black women, are hardwired for survival. So it doesn't leave much time or space or energy for, well, what makes me feel good? No, I have to work these jobs to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, my mental space is is full of survival tactics. Um, and I think I was the same also. And it was it hasn't been until I've been in my 30s that I've had the privilege to really check in and understand what wellness is. Because like I said, in my early twenties, it was a turmeric and honey mask, but that's not well, that wasn't enough, right? Mm -hmm. So in my thirties, I started therapy for the first time ever. And that was like a different notch, a different level, a different opening or layer of wellness and coming back to myself. And with that, that sort of created a new path. Like, oh, I do need to check in on my mental health. I do need to ask myself certain questions and yeah, I think it's it's a privilege as a Black woman to be able to have the space and time to even reflect in those ways. So when I say wellness is not one size fits all, I really mean that. I don't have children. I don't work a traditional nine to five. I, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have parents that can still care for themselves, but there are a lot of Black women in their late 30s, early 40s who have children who have to care for their parents who have a nine to five. Where are they able to even find the energy to be like, let me check in with myself and make sure I'm well and good. Mm -hmm. Of course. So, I mean, one thing that I think we've both really appreciated about seeing your journey is how you hustle too. Cause it's like, you're, you're like, it's, it's weird. Cause you live in this duality of like being a hustler, but also being like, so wellness focused. And so now that you've kind of like reflected on the the steps that you've taken and like how wellness has looked different in different seasons of your life. Like how do you feel your wellness journey transforming in this season in your life? And like, what, what steps have you taken to get there? Like, what are some tangible steps also that our listeners could take to get there? Yeah. Um, hustle and wellness don't really go together. <laughs> and <laughs> That is something that I'm still learning and navigating, to be honest with you. But at the same time, they kind of do. 
Um, I didn't have the best childhood. My mother suffers from mental illness and that deeply affected me. And I didn't really know it until, you know, mid twenties, late twenties. And what I realize now is that everything that I've done has been to create this bubble of joy for myself, every hustle, because I tell my partner all the time, if I don't work, I don't eat. There is no contingency. There is no plan B. There is nobody to run home to. If I don't make this money, I literally physically will not eat. And so the hustle ties into the wellness because it's like, well, in order to keep this little bubble of joy that you've created, you have to work for it. You need money to to keep this going. Um, Tangible things that other women can do. This is going to sound really simple, but put the fucking phone down. For like 15 minutes a day, put the phone down, turn the TV off and just sit with yourself. And I know we all have 15 minutes because a lot of us spend more than 15 minutes a day on the phone, on social media. So putting it down and checking in with yourself. Um, For me, spending time in nature is really important. It helps ground me. It helps me check in with my mind, with my body. Um, Even if it's just going for a walk, I live in a major city. I live in New York City. And so access to nature isn't always readily available, but there's always a park somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's important. Even just stepping outside and getting some sunshine on your face as a black person, we were made to absorb the rays of the sun. We need that shit to survive. Um, Even creating laughter, what laughter does to your brain, to the chemicals in your body, it's incredible. So turning on a funny show, calling a girlfriend and just laughing or a boyfriend, um, I think that laughter really is healing. Um, And also being mindful and intentional with the food that we eat. It seems like such a daunting task, but it really doesn't have to be. If it's in a package, if it's been heavily processed, maybe eat a little less of that and a little more of things that are fresh, but what we put into our bodies directly affects our mental health, our spiritual health, um, our emotional well-being, as well as our physical well-being. So that last point, like that has literally been lived. I've heard her so much for the past couple of months. And even before that, just saying that exact thing about just like those little changes to what you eat. You know, it doesn't have to be drastic not only can you learn a lot about yourself because it's like we have so many ties to, you know, why you love that favorite brand of potato chips, you know, or something like that. Or like, you know, you wake up and the first thing you think about that. So it's like an opportunity to learn more about yourself, but just like those little tiny things. Liv always talks about how it can make you foggy or it can make your headspace really clear. So Liv, I got to give you a shout out for that and, and maybe share a little bit about that. Yeah, no, for sure. I think for me, my mom and my dad actually were vegetarians growing up. And so I've always been around that kind of like health conscious, like my dad's from Jamaica, my grandparents have their own like farm, you know what I I mean? Organic. But as I grew up and I got to college, like you're surrounded by like hamburgers and bacon and like not having that in my life. I was like, yo, like, let me try this. And I remember the first time I had like a burger, it was actually like right after seeing Obama's like, I don't, I don't know. He came to like endorse, I think Hillary Clinton. And I like 
got the stomach bug, but like, I was still like, you know, this is just something that everyone eats. So, and, and, you know, it does taste good in the moment, like, you know, ignoring that. And so as I've gotten older, I've really had to be more intentional with the different things that I put in my body. And I like kind of return back to the experiences that I had as a child where my parents were like more specific and like intentional about what things we ate and I think Lexi and my mom are always like trading plant-based recipes because like like yeah they're they're on the same vibe and I think going to that wellness and like being intentional point the people that you surround yourself with like also impact your energy and like what choices that you make within your wellness routine I think Lexi someone that loves to go on walks and does puzzles for like mindfulness like I would never think to do that but when I'm around her I find myself helping her with her puzzles and like you know going on walks and stuff and so I think that's also super important for other women like black women to to consider when trying to make those little changes and Vic like we are hella addicted to our phones like I needed to hear that like just put the phone down put the and phone it's down. but it's it's hard it's crazy I had I've been grappling with what's next in my career and like do I get off of Instagram do I not this is how I've made a living not only is this how I've made a living but I have been on social media since it was started like I got on Facebook fall of 2004 when you needed a dot edu to be part of it yeah and I've been on Instagram since the day it launched and so this has been an integral part of my life since I've been like 19, but I lived 20 years of my life without it. So mm-hmm. now I'm wondering, how did I get used to get places? Oh, I used to know how to read maps. My dad was in the military and taught me how to read maps. It wasn't until phones came out that I was like, oh, I don't need to read a map. Mm-hmm. And just like even the weather, I won't e- I have a back, I have a backyard. <laughs> I won't even walk outside to feel the weather. I pick up my phone. I'm like, oh, what is it gonna be today? Mm-hmm. And I realize we depend so heavily on these phones and what happens if one day this just doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like we never expected a pandemic to happen and one day we wouldn't be able to go outside. Yeah. But what if one day the internet stops working for a couple of right. weeks? What the fuck would any of us do? How do we get anywhere? How do we eat? How would we book an appointment? Like, what will we do? <laughs> and those thoughts kind of cross my mind sometimes now when I'm thinking about creating a, a, a future life. Like, how do I move away from the phone? So I've been doing things like reading recipes out of books now and like writing down a grocery list instead of getting on Pinterest, even though I love Pinterest. It's like, there are other things that exist, Victoria, that used to exist that are still really helpful and impactful that aren't in your phone. Yeah. Well, can we just call it that? This is the Aquarius dilemma. Like, (laughs) I would love to be (laughs) off the grid, but somehow everything in society would like me to be hyper-connected and I need to find the balance. (laughs) Like, I need to find. But that's so funny you mentioned the cookbooks. I'm in the same, I'm like really trying to grow into my love of cooking. Um, I love baking and the same thing happened. I was like, I don't feel like I have any recipes and I don't want to go. I was like, things on the internet are too bland for me. Like all these things. Everyone was like, go to the public library and get a cookbook. And I was like, I'm mad that I didn't think about that. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm so happy. Thank you for the suggestion. Like you're great. Thank you. But I'm like, I'm mad that I didn't think about that. Like that's, that's crazy 
how that feels so foreign to to our to our natural state to our to our current exit like our current flow that we're at and then that happened and then we went to a comedy show a couple nights ago and they were going to take our phones so we were like well let's go to dinner we'll just leave our phones at my at my crib and then we'll go to dinner and just walk to the the, the theater and that was the first time I think in my adult life that like I went to dinner without a phone wow. like not sitting like right there one we had absolutely no idea what time it was like talk about we asked so many people because we were like we got to dinner we were like oh like how are we gonna know what time to leave like every 30 minutes we were like we told our waitress we were like can you just let us know when it's like 10 like we gotta go because and then when we got to the show they were locking up everybody's phones and the comedian came out and he was like part of this is like how does it feel to not have your phone like every part of you he's like called it out was like I'm intentional about that because I want you all to see how dependent you are on it. And it was just that exact moment of like, aha, of like, whoa, like we are so dependent on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the longer we talk about this, you two Aquariuses are gonna like start a revolution. It is oh gonna- <laughs> <laughs> the next thing I know, I'm gonna be printing out posters. And it's- Fuck the phone. <laughs> humanitarian like rabbit hole of like we need to connect with each other and all of this stuff no because meanwhile most of the people listening right now are probably listening on a phone so we need you to to, to not do away with them but exactly and that's where I think the invitation to reframe it's like I reframed so much in my life already how do we reframe a a new relationship and I think if somebody's gonna do it it's gonna be black people because I think like we have always taken a relationship with something and made it work for us in the best way so I think we can be curious because right now it's like come on, we see how they treat Black content creators on all platforms. Like there is not one, you know, we see what happens when Black people try and go out on their own and make their own platforms. We see who gets investments. Like, so it really is this, I think I've been on this wave of that we're on a Black renaissance since COVID, you know, just like this, this cultivation of Black art. So I really do think that it is, I want to believe that it is feasible to have a healthy relationship and consume the content, but it's a fine line and that's where it gets kind of sticky. Um, and you have to, I think we all have to reckon with what our relationship wants to, what we want our relationship to social media to look like. Um, Cause mine will never look like Olivia's and Olivia's, like you said, wellness doesn't, it's not a one size fits all. Yeah. It's going to look different for each person. Yeah. And also like something that I think you've been open with talking about within your wellness routine is cannabis. And oh, yeah. <laughs> like you have your own brand and yeah. yeah, you've been like so open about like its health benefits and like what, like how it helps you in your own wellness journey. So like, I'd love to hear more about your brand and like black girl smoke and how, like why you felt like it was important to create those communities for black women. Yeah. I think that. So I've been smoking weed for a long ass time, for 20 20 years, since I was 15, I was in high school. And I started smoking it, I I skipped school one day and like went to a party. Let me preface this by saying, um, I went to a really prestigious high school in DC. You had to test to get in, it's called Benjamin Banneker. And 
I was taking college level courses at ninth and 10th grade, like super smart kid and like, and gifted and talented and just like, you know, the, the poster child of what like a, a good kid is. And I was skipping school to smoke weed because I liked the way that it made me feel. And I carried that with me into college. I was in a sorority and would smoke weed and they would be like, this is fucked up. Don't post this on Facebook. And I didn't listen. I still was doing it. And I, I had uncles, you know, call and text me, Hey, you need to take this off of Facebook, off of Instagram. And I knew that it wasn't harmful. My mother is an herbalist, also has been a vegan most of my life. And she talks about the benefits of cannabis. It was just the outside world saw a problem with it. And it wasn't a medical or medicinal problem. It was a social problem is what I realized. You'll look bad if you post this. Um, Mm. I am a full-time influencer. I have a manager and she even tells me, you can't post this because brands won't hire you because it looks bad. And instead of saying, you know what, you're right. I said, well, instead of me changing, because I like this, why don't I try to change the minds of everyone who thinks that it's bad or it looks bad? So let me show you that you can be successful. You can make multiple six figures. You can dress well. You can be wellness based. You can be a black woman and you can smoke hella fucking weed and do all of the things. And so Black Girl Smoke was created for that reason, to shift and change the stigma of what it means to consume cannabis, that you can be a responsible consumer, a productive consumer. Um, And then it grew into this sort of media company where now we explain different strains and different uses and the impact that cannabis has had. And with that, um, I got the attention of an investor and they were like, look, I love what you're doing but why don't you have your own line of flour? And it was Mm -hmm. something that I wasn't really interested in because I've never owned a business. Sure, I have also never worked a nine to five, but being a a freelance creative is very different than being a CEO of anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm still in the season of this learning curve of not being good at something because this is a whole different language. I don't even understand the jargon of business legalese I don't understand CEO talk and so I'm just I was thrown into this pool of like what the fuck am I doing but it's been so fun and so refreshing to do something and work on something that's outside of self because when you're Mm -hmm. an influencer it can be very selfish but now I'm doing something that's very community-based that's like oh let me teach and educate other women of color about this plant um you know my my whole platform, my whole existence is to inspire women of color to live their best lives. And if they can incorporate a plant that has little to no harmful side effects into their life and maybe eliminate some of the antidepressants, the anxiety medications, the sleeping pills, the over-the-counter pain meds, like I feel like my purpose is done then. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, again, what an Aquarius thing to do. Like, <laughs> like, you're like, like, you're telling me I can't do this because it makes my image look bad. Well, guess what? I'm gonna like show everyone around here that you can do it. You can, you can look like me, and you can take up this space, and you can, you know, still like be a professional and change the narrative. Like that is some powerful stuff and like again society does tell us that smoking weed is bad and that you know it'll rot your brain and that you won't be you'll be like you know I guess like too relaxed but I think 
when you have people like you that are showing people like, Hey, like this actually could help cure some of your depression. Like this actually could help, you know, it, it, it could help you look at the world in a completely different way and help your anxiety and has so many health benefits. Like it's so awesome to see other black women taking up space, especially in an industry that I feel like is honestly going to be booming. Like within the, as soon as more states start legalizing, like it's about to take off. So thank you so much for sharing that, like your journey in that space. Yeah. And I feel like Vic, I've heard you just like a couple of times, even in that being like really vulnerable about the fact that you're like, this is new. Like I'm doing something completely. And let's be honest, there's not a lot of black, like black women are not the face of the cannabis industry at all. No. So you are also in a territory that has not been paved for you by any means. And so I really just appreciate your authenticity of, you know, we talk about being in flow and, and living in harmony and, and cultivating that balance. But I love what you're saying. Like somehow this is deeply tied to my passion and my purpose in life, but I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like talk a little bit more about like how you navigate staying grounded in that and leaning into that, like that major shift. Because I think sometimes we think like, oh, if this is difficult or hard, I shouldn't be doing it. Like I should only be about the things that, you know, Sometimes people get that mixed up, but I love the way you're like, no, no, no. I definitely know I'm supposed to be doing this, but at the same time, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know how to walk at one point and we kept doing it until we got here, right? Here, We're all here. walking. Here. <laughs> and I, as silly as it sounds, I don't think that our brain changes. I think that our attitudes towards learning change. But I don't think that our desire or our need to learn ever goes away. And so even though it's like, oh, this is difficult. Yeah, but now I'm, I'm bored doing the same shit over and over. I've been holding up oil to my face like this for the past 10 years. It's no longer difficult. It's like, I can do this in three minutes. It's no longer challenging. I need a challenge now. And what better way to be challenged than by something that I'm passionate about and that too, I know that my community needs. Mm. And also it's, it's a way for me to combine everything, right? I love to write. I love to take photos. I love to community build. I love to brand build. I love weed and cannabis. And this is a way to just combine everything. And I love that your standard is, I don't got to pick. Like, I don't got to pick. I'm doing, we're doing it. We're just doing it. And that is, that to me starts sounding more and more about like the liberated spaces that are, were dreamt for us of that. Like, we're not having to pick that like, yes, you can do all of those things and be centering yourself, pouring into your community, getting your monies, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, all of those things. So that's just so beautiful to hear. Thank you. Yeah. And before we close out, I've got two more questions for you. So I, I'm just so curious to hear what you would tell your younger self. Like your younger self might have not even imagined, like, yo, like a 15 year old smoking, like, yo, one day I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have my own cannabis brand, and I, and I'm gonna be able to touch so many other people through my community management. And I'm gonna be able to work with so many brands. Like, what would you tell your younger self? 
Yo, I don't know that I would tell my younger self anything. Mm. I think that I would just let her figure it out because that's how I got here I had no guidance I had very little support it was just like I'm gonna do what I feel and and it's kind of worked out for me so I think I think I would just let her follow her gut let her feel and let her fail because that's how we grow and that's how we learn from our experiences exactly Oh, I love that. I, I love that. Just kind of, no, get, get a bag of popcorn. I'm a watcher. And even if she doesn't, even if she doesn't have it, it's okay. Yeah. I, I really love that. Um, so then we always close out our episodes with asking our guests, um, kind of the main question that brings us all into this space and I'm convinced everybody continues to listen to the Black Girl Flow podcast because you have some curiosity about what does it mean uh, being in flow so Vic what does that mean to you what does it mean to be in flow to be in flow for me means to release control mm. and tap in and tune into self. To cultivate joy. And to do the things in, right? Like some people are fueled by money and some people are fueled by passion or art. but to just really do the things that you want to do. I couldn't have thought of a better way to close out this episode. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining and dropping all of those amazing gems. Like you best believe I'm taking mental notes. I'm literally about to grab my journal and be like, all right, we've got to be intentional. We've got to, we've got to like, you know, be vulnerable. We've got to be okay with, you know, not knowing how to do certain things and like embracing the humility that that comes with. You are again, like just such an inspiration to both us and so many of the Black Girl Flow listeners. So thank you so much for joining us and sharing your perspectives. Uh, That's all that we have for you all today, folks. So, you know, keep on keeping on. And like always, we're closing out with peace, love and blessings. Thank y'all so much for joining and have a great day. All right, that wraps up our episode this week. Don't forget to go check out Black Girl Flow podcast on social media and even check out our new YouTube channel to continue the conversation there. We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks.